Welcome back to another show to the Ozone. And today, I always say this that I have a special guest, but today is a good one. Today it is an it is an honor and a privilege for him to be in my show. And I can say that because I always joke around with him. Um, I've known this dude basically half my life. We grew up together uh, church. More than half your life. More than half. Church. I was a senior at Skyline. He was a... No, no. He was a senior at Skyline. I was a freshman because I was there in 98. And so my one of my really, really best friends is my brother from another mother. It is a privilege for him to be, for him to be on my show because he took time out of his busy schedule. I give to you... John Tatum, everybody. <laughs> we have a little crowd today. Hey, what's up, Obi? What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. It's good to be here. Dude, like I was telling you off air, man. Say it again. I'm nervous for this one. I don't know why, but I'm I'm nervous. Don't be nervous, baby. Don't be nervous, man. Uh man, it's a it's an honor for me to be here. And you're right, man. We've known each other for more than half our life. Yeah. I, I was actually 13 and you were 10, bro. That's yeah, how yeah, far yeah. back we know each other. So not even high school. Right? So. Uh, like, yeah. Church camp trip, Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. Okay, which, by the way, just to <laughs> ease up the moment, right? Because I'm nervous. I have uh, I have other podcasts about, uh, about Pathfinder stories, right? But I brought you on a podcast because I want to dig into your line of work, which is the mortgage lending, right? Okay, right. so so before we get into that, tell us one good memory story that you uh, that you remember of being in Pathfinders. Man, there's just so many, right? You know, uh, one of the things that I remember specifically is coming here. Right, <laughs> as all you know, I'm I'm an immigrant, right? And uh, when we came to the United States, uh, it was just us. Yeah, didn't really have a whole bunch of family, and uh, being in the Pathfinder Club. I think it provided an opportunity to get to know more people. But one of my fondest memories is, you know, going to Nameless Valley Ranch. Okay. And uh can never forget it was raining that first camp. <laughs> I think I know where you're going, but go and ahead. uh it was raining and thundering and all that stuff and you know, I'm used to hearing that stuff growing up, but not Ovi. <laughs> Ovi got scared <laughs> and he was crying for his mama. <laughs> Oh man, that's my that's my fondest memory of you going to camp. And I you, and you were crying for your mom because you were scared. I think the only person that can validate that story is Mickey Aguilar because he's always telling me. Yeah, remember when, when you were crying? Oh my mama, my mama! You were hugging a tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the only person that that besides you that know that story is Mickey Aguilar. But you know what, man? Those memories. Um, when I think of it. You know, we don't have those days anymore. Correct. Yeah, we, we have Pathfinders now, and I think they do a great job. But it just seems like life was so much simpler. Definitely. Then. But good times, man. Good times. That was back in 93. Jeez. 94. That's a long time ago. So, so your fondest memory was of me crying, hugging a tree. Yep. Crying for my mom. Yeah. I think that, the other, no, nah, <laughs> we won't get into the canoe part. Let's, let's, leave, that, <laughs> let's leave that when Jaime is on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's skip that part. Yeah, we'll do that. I'd be like for another segment. But um, you know, like I was telling you, like I wanna do this broadcast to reach um different um ears. I've talked about, you know, Pathfinders, I've talked about 
deaths is uh, talked about um, being a Latino stepfather, Latin women, and powerful you know positions in the workforce. And the one thing I haven't brought on, and which is why I have you here, is that home ownership and how that is a big step in somebody's life. It's I'm assuming it's a life changing decision from going from an apartment or even renting a home to owning your own home. And so I just wanted to pick your brain. Although I somewhat know what you do and I always give you a hard time, but I feel like I just only scratched the surface of the surface of what exactly is it that you do. And so for people listening or people who are thinking about purchasing a home and, and you have experience and the knowledge, maybe you can spread some of that to the listeners of what to do, what not to do, or just make a suggestion of so they can have that easy transition. Because I'm, I'm assuming that that transition is emotionally and financially stressful. It can be. Yeah, it can be. Um, you know, I think owning a home is the key for families building wealth. Okay. Um, think about it. If you rent for 30 years. Okay. Um, average rent right now in Dallas for a two-bedroom apartment, at least 1400 bucks. Like in within Dallas city limits, well, or I would Dallas say County? just as a whole. I mean, you can't probably find a decent apartment for less than fourteen hundred bucks a month. Correct, yeah, two bedroom, right? So if we quantify that and we add a four percent uh, cost of living adjustment, mm-hmm. because rent normally goes up every year, that a person in thirty years will probably spend about one point three million dollars just in renting. So the thing is, if you're renting, the difference between you and a homeowner is you're paying the homeowner's mortgage. Correct. That's it. Wow. You're not not building no wealth. So one of the biggest, I think, steps for a new family, it can be a new family, it can be a family that's been together for a while, is Mm -hmm. homeownership not only provides them a place to live, but it provides them the opportunity to be able to grow financially and build what's called equity. Equity. And so, I mean, let me give you an example. I, I helped someone three years ago buy a house. They paid a decent price for it three years ago. And within okay. three years, they just they just sold this house. After three years of living. After three years of living purchasing, there. Purchasing, lived uh-huh. it, and now. And this is within 20 minutes from here where we're at today. And think about this. That house, they just sold it for $77,000 more than what they paid for it three years ago. So just quantify that. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. So for those of you who are listening, who have thought about, I don't know, I don't think it's time, I don't think it's... Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, when do you decide, or since people got to go through you, mm. because what's your title? I'm a mortgage banker. Mortgage banker. So in 30 seconds, describe that, just like a quick overall of the, you know, what is it that you do yep. or your process. So my job, once again, is to assist families in becoming homeowners. Okay. And the way that starts is you you need more than likely a loan of course. to be able to purchase a house because let's face it, it takes a long time to save two, three hundred thousand to buy a house, right? Correct. So we provide financing. And so that's where I come in and I work with clients. I work with families on getting them approved to be able to make that step in order to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big myth that goes on where people think you need twenty percent, like our parents and grandparents bought a house 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and they may have needed 20% to buy a house. Correct. You can buy a house with as little as 3% today. You can buy a house even with 
less than that possibly if you get down payment assistance. So in the cash, yeah. it's it's possible. Um, my job is to assist families in making the biggest decision of their life and financially the best decision. And uh, I really think if you're listening tonight and you're like, man, I don't know. If it's not me, which I would love it to be me, but if it's not me, at least consult with someone. Because one of the worst things you can do is rent. Um, my 30 seconds are over with that. But <laughs> let me give you an example. A few months ago, I helped a family and they had been renting for 40 years. Okay. okay. He arrived here in the U.S., this gentleman, the month I was born. Well, that tells you guys how old I am. But anyway. I'm 38. Uh, I'm 40. So <laughs> he's been renting my whole life existence. And when I asked him why, you know, his response to me was two reasons, John. I always thought I was going to go back to my country. And number two, I just never found someone that was willing to help me, as you have. And that really broke my heart because I know there's a lot of folks out there who are kind of in the same boat. Either they don't speak the language, either Correct. they don't understand, or just maybe someone hasn't had the patience to assist them and answer their questions. So one of the key things you can do is be informed. Correct. And think of it as an opportunity to, to go forward with your family. And um, there's a lot of opportunities out there to, to explore that and becoming a homeowner. The gentleman that was renting for 45 years. Mm, 40. 40 years. Um, in the Latino community, do you see a lot of that? There's a lot. And it's for different circumstances. So each circumstance is different. What I find many times is, honestly, um, and I get it, right? Like we all have a cousin or a friend or a parent or someone who may have bought a house. Yeah. But sometimes, and that's not just in our community, it's all over. Of course. We tend to want to listen to what another person have instead of really going and, and seeking the assistance of hopefully a professional. Correct. The same way you need a mortgage lender or mortgage banker, you also need a realtor. And it's very important for you to seek out someone like that, mm -hmm. that hopefully has your best interests in mind at the same time, but also someone who is also willing um, to give you the service that you need and you desire. I just, my heart goes out. One of the first things I do every day, I'm a Christian, I believe in God and the opportunity that he gives us on this earth mm -hmm. to serve. And one of the things I ask is, let me help someone else. You know, like, who, who else can I help? And uh, it's a big desire of my heart, not only for our Latino community, but for all communities Correct. on how we can make a change and make a difference. And it starts with home ownership. For the people who are first-time homebuyers, hmm. what would you advise them to go with? You know, on a high-end, low-end, or is it their budget-wise, hmm. a used home? or a brand new? So every need is different and every scenario is different. I try to customize a, a plan, mortgage plan for okay. every family. Okay. And we will look over all aspects, but budget, you're right, is so important because, I mean, you're just not going to have the house as your, mean, your expense. You're going to have other expenses. Correct. So budgeting is important. Every family is different. And normally what I would say, there, you know, one box doesn't fit everyone. So get informed, seek out someone to assist you, either myself or someone else um, that can guide you through that process. And then, of course, set you up with another professional, such a realtor, that can actually assist you with looking for the perfect home. Okay. But what you feel is a perfect home for your needs may be completely different than mine. Correct. And uh, with the market it is right now, it's so important you have a great team behind you. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, 
being that you know they did you have your ear to the floor what's the market looking like i mean obviously the market five years ago mm. complete complete different than what it is now obviously there's been changes you know like rates have been i don't want to say skyrocketed but they've been increasing you know ish. yeah well what, what we're seeing is um so what i really look at it is is pre-covid right okay so yes uh Back in 2018, late 2018, rates were climbing up in the fives. And slowly since then, 19, 20, rates are still at historical lows. Really? What we've seen is rates went down and now rates have been going up. Yeah. And there's different reasons for that. But it is still one of the best times to still purchase a house just because rates are still super low. I mean, we haven't seen these rates like this, you know, before. So, um, what the market's going to do over the next few months, next year, I, I don't really have a crystal ball. Um, what I will say is our area of Texas, North Texas, it continues to grow. Too fast. And more than likely, we're going to continue to have an influx of people coming because they, they love what we have. Yeah. And the more you wait to make that step or at least get informed or consider purchasing a home, my personal opinion is that values on homes will continue to rise. So... Would you suggest or recommend to buy closer to the city or away from the city? Depends on your preference. Um, sometimes you can move out. I mean, we're here in Forney, mm -hmm. right? And so, no, some, you're Kaufman. I'm in Forney. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just one street away is what divides us. <laughs> right. You know, um, every need is different. You know, sometimes you can go out in certain areas and it's more affordable. Mm -hmm. Um but at the same time, you kind of juggle with the cost. Like, do I want to drive every day? Correct. Are the needs of my children met with the schools they're at? Um, or I'm, you know, do I need to be closer to family? So that's what I'm saying. Every need is different. Every client, every, every family is different. And when you sit down and get a mortgage consultation mm -hmm. or a buyer's consultation with the realtor, it allows you to really explore and, and create the perfect plan for your family. So for a first time homeowner, what steps would you tell them to take? You know, first seeing you to signing on a dotted line, mm -hmm. you know, at the end. You know, the first step is having that consultation. Consultation. Yep. Getting informed, know where you stand. But would it be with you or, or somebody else? It could be with, with me as a mortgage banker. Yeah, as a banker. So normally, you know, in order to go forward, you need to know what you can afford and what you can be approved for. Okay. So there's a pre there is a pre-approval process or an application process that you okay. need to uh, go through. And normally the easiest thing with technology at our fingertips is you, you submit a quick app. Okay. Okay. So the person that submits an application, normally it's online on my website and uh, we retrieve their information and uh, they do have to provide certain things that we need. And based on that, we craft your mortgage plan. Okay. And, um, if everything's great and that person is available to continue and, and become approved, then uh, they will um, get approved with that approval letter or pre-approval letter. They're able to then start uh, researching homes and looking for homes with a realtor. Yeah, that's when the realtor comes in. <clears throat> that's where the realtor comes Are in. Are you still in contact with the client, or is of it? Of course, it's just a, hand over it's to uh, it's at that point it's a team effort. Okay. So um, the realtor takes over at that point, starts to see. Um, and have a consultation with them and see uh, what their needs are. And they'll start looking at homes and, and figuring out what what's a home that they may want to put an offer on. Okay. But 
you normally need to get pre-approved, of course, before you can start viewing homes. Okay. Because if you start looking at homes and you're not pre-approved or pre-qualified, I mean, you're not going to be able to put an offer on a home. And because this market is so competitive, you really need to have your ducks in a row and be ready. So the person puts an offer on a home, say it's accepted, they're so happy, and then the process begins of, of the actual loan process. Yeah. Say that point um, we have another meeting we look for uh, what's the best plan in the sense of um, type of loan and uh, at that point there's several things that have to happen we have to order title we have to order something called an appraisal okay what an appraisal is is an evaluation of the home by a professional appraiser and they take care of letting us know in a report what that home value is and based on that home value we'll determine well determine the the maximum loan amount that we could do okay and that individual then it, it's you know all things are done behind the scenes and the happy day is what we call a closing day and at that point um hey you know everyone's happy they're signing on closing day because their whole goal is uh to get keys to yeah. their home and move in and be happy okay competitive how it's a seller's market right now so if you're listening out there and you want to sell a home you're probably in a much better position um, than when it's, uh, it's a buyer's market. And that's because there's low inventory and um, you know there's a desire and a need to sell. So that family decides, hey, you think it's our time to sell? And uh, there's not enough inventory and there's more people wanting to buy. So that creates, of course, a shortage. And uh, you know, there's something, there's, there's sometimes bidding wars where you know you got one person offering higher than higher than someone else and so you, that's why it's so important to be approved be pre-approved pre-qualified and uh, be ready to submit an offer and your realtor would guide you through the best strategy mm -hmm. on that offer so when they have these bidding wars does that become a strain on you as a middleman and and the and the buyer um depending on um their offer i mean i'm not saying it's stressful it just sometimes requires um, more diligence and it requires, of course, that realtor that they're working with to really inform them on the best strategy to use. So like what type of loans do you got do you offer? Sure. So there's uh, there's probably four well-known products. Um, there's a conventional loan, which you can do with at least three percent down. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another program called the FHA, and that one is three and a half percent down. If you live out in a country and you qualify, there's also another product called a USDA loan. Okay. So that's more for rural properties. And if they qualify, you can get up to 100% financing. 100%. Yep. And then same thing if you're a veteran and you've served our country, uh, if you're eligible, you can also have and receive what's called a VA loan. And you can also get 100% financing. Now, wow. that's not including your closing costs. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can get up to hundred percent finance on, on the value of the home Oh wow! on a VA loan. So it's a huge benefit. Uh, if you're a veteran and you're listening and you've been thinking about it, um, definitely be informed on your, um, eligibility. And so, you know, guys, we, we don't, once again, you don't have to be ready to put 20, 30% down on a home. As you said, you know, depending on what you're wanting to buy, you can get up to hundred percent finance. Yeah, I was going to ask like, how much large of a deposit do you need? to put a loan on a well a yeah. once again i mean if you're a first-time buyer you can get a conventional loan at three percent down so with as little as three percent so you're, if you're buying a house that's hypothetically three hundred thousand 
you know, you can buy a house with as little as 9,000 plus your closing costs. Um, and there's ways, of course, depending on if you qualify, there's also down payment assistance programs as well. Really? Mm-hmm. So like what other fees and costs would like I have to pay? So you don't have to pay necessarily any fees up front to me as a lender for the job that I'm going to do for you. There's mm-hmm. no application fee. There's no, you know, missing fees or anything like that. But you do have what's called closing costs and every deal is different. But there's closing costs that are involved with your loan. Um, and like I said, every client's different. So it could it could be depending on the loan amount, it can be, you know, higher than, than others, but uh, it's 3% plus your closing costs. And so every lender is going to have certain fees. Mm-hmm. And, um, for the most part, most lenders are pretty comparable, um, but there's title fees. You, you may have to get an appraisal. You have to get an appraisal. You Correct. may have to get a survey. So those fees adds up. I mean, my best uh, advice would be is once you're deciding to make this step on becoming a homeowner, consult with a mortgage banker or a mortgage lender or mm-hmm. myself and uh, we're able to customize it to your needs and and give you that information because i see you work 24 i say 24 7 because you're literally on your phone 24 so is it i'm gonna put this is it that much of a need people wanting to buy a house right now there's a lot of people wanting to become homeowners um this market is a little more competitive and like i said earlier there's a shortage of inventory but what we find is um the need and the desire is there and so many times what we're finding um, is some folks who want to buy they may or may not be um, ready at this point and that's where having a team and consulting with them and, and setting you up for that opportunity makes so much it's so important it makes so much sense so yes i mean normally um in my job there's really not a set schedule like you know like you work eight to five right and so for me a lot of times i talk with clients at night after work sometimes on the weekends when they have time so we have to be somewhat flexible we also have a life of course yeah but uh you know i i always say i do my best and go out of my way to assist clients and help them um make the most informed decision. So what so would you suggest that to purchase a home now is the best time to do it and not wait a month, two or three from now? You know, the market changes. Um the market can go up, the market can go down. Mm-hmm. What we've been seeing consistently is prices continue to rise. And so, you know, my best opinion or my best uh advice would be when it's your time, it's your time. And so I really think that um, buying a house right now or buying it six months from now will depend on that individual's need. Okay. And so they have a need of owning a home and being able to move. They may have to do it now. Um, I can't tell you what the market's going to look like necessarily in six months or three months, but I can say that uh, there's going to still be a need for homeowners to invest and and build wealth and and become um, the owners of their own um, future in their own home. So I always say every time is a good time to buy. It just depends on what your schedule is and what your needs are. So I want to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Now that you've given us the basic, the easy ways to purchase a home, what's the struggles of doing this part of the job? So my desire is for every client to feel like they're my only client. Okay. Um, many times that's, we have a lot Going on and we have several uh, clients to get back to but it's all about time management 
So okay. we have to be able to be able to, to juggle time management and also be able to, to perform. Um, I always say if you have a client and you're a good listener, you need to queue up and make sure that you're asking the right questions. But I think what's most important is as a, as a mortgage lender, as a professional, is truly finding a solution or finding value for your clients. Yeah. And um, it might take some folks a day to be ready and ready to go make an offer on a home. For some, it might take longer. It's, once again, their schedule. And uh, one of the things that I see is, is educating, right? And so I'm big on education because I remember when I bought my first house, I was kind of... I needed help and I needed to know more. Uh, so one of the things that I always say, that's why the, the, having those consultations are so important because it allows me to create a customized plan. But, you know, you, you have to have trust. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to trust someone. And I know divulging all your information and being able to tell someone, you almost feel like you're getting naked in front of someone financially because they're, they're learning more about you and about what you do mm-hmm. and Correct. how you do things. So I would say learn to trust. And that is a factor in many communities. It's like, man, I got to trust this person, you know, giving him all my information or giving her all my information. So that's important. I think um, learning to budget ahead of time, because, you know, if you've never budgeted in your life and just kind of go with the flow, well, you're going to now have a a mortgage payment that you're going to be responsible for. So I always say uh, get informed, educate yourself. There's a lot of tools online. Mm you know, my my website is the dallasmortgageguy.com. A lot of great tools and things that you can use on there that you're able to, on your own time, um, research. But guys, the, 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 the first step is deciding that this is something that you want to explore and this is something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, some folks will want to be renters for the rest of their life. And some of those that want to be brave and take the opportunity to at least explore it and learn more are those who are going to, in my opinion, are going to build wealth. So what's, what's the benefit side of your job? Flexibility. Flexibility. I, uh, I think, like I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest desires that I have is to see more and more homeowners. I mean, this week, you know, I, I closed someone who had just turned 21 years old. And to see a 21-year-old buy their own house on their own, that, that's so... 21. Yeah, that, that's like so gratifying right. to me. All right, pause for a second. Yeah. What were you doing at 21? At 21... Mm-hmm. Were you working at CC's? No, bro, I wasn't working <laughs> at CC's. At 21, I was in. I you had two jobs. I, I had two jobs. I was actually at a. I was working already in the financial services. I was also working part time, and I was in school. So really, at 21, I didn't. I didn't dream of owning a house. I didn't. I didn't own my own my first house till I was 26. Yeah, I remember. So I mean, kudos to anyone. I mean, I, I've. I think the the youngest person I helped buy a house was 19. 19 and think about that i mean you're 19 and you bought a house i mean how incredible that is what was i doing at 19 that's a different topic but but keep going but uh you know decide your future decide to invest um maybe you're someone and you're saying hey you know what i uh i don't think it's possible but really have you asked the right questions yeah have you met with someone do you have an opportunity to learn and you know talking on another subject right we mm-hmm. talked about this before, how we spend our time and, you know, we're, we're being good stewards of everything that God gives us. Correct. And, uh, you know, money is part of it, but your time, I mean, we, there's something we can't, 
rewind and take back his time. So maybe ask ourselves many times, what are we doing? What are we, where's our life going? Where's our time being, you know, being shared with? And uh, there's always an opportunity, I think, each day to, to do more and do better mm-hmm. and to grow. And that's what I would, that's the, that's the message I would give tonight, regardless of where you're at in life, regardless of where you think you're at right now and where you're headed. Think about having a plan. Think about growing. And that can be on different aspects of your life. Just grow and educate yourself and in the sense of learning more, being aware of our surroundings, being mm-hmm. aware of people. Yeah. One thing I've learned through these last year and month is uh, we need to be aware of those around us. Okay. It can be with me. I'm on my job. I'm talking to people all day. It could be you listening tonight and uh, you had a rough day at work and um, maybe different thoughts are going through your head. And, and, and But just know that there's always a brighter side on the other side and you got to be willing to just push on and go forward. Okay. So being that, that you use this, that platform to help and inspire others, do you also use or add some like religious into that too? I do. I think so. I, I think, I mean like, does it go hand in hand with what you do? Because you're, you're obviously doing stewardship. You're doing a good deed on helping others. Yeah. You know, um, once again, I think if we could pour positiveness into other people, I feel that personally that God has given us each day an opportunity to do better and be better. But not only that is uh, assist others because, you know, like we were talking earlier, man, I mean, this life is a journey and life, uh, life happens mm-hmm. and we just never know who's around us. You know, for me, it's gratifying to see a family start and, and go forward and have a place of their home uh, of their own to be able to grow and, and, and be safe and have a family. Uh, and the flip side of that is if you're not there yet, if you're not ready, what's stopping you? What's, mm-hmm. what's making you not take that step, not take that call, not research and not at least informing yourself. But if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking of, Hey man, you know, there's something better out there for me or positive thoughts, positive vibes, you know, try to pass those on to other people. Mm-hmm. Try to, um, hopefully inspire others with your story and where you're at. I mean, man, you and I have come a long way. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we grew up back in the day and uh, we grew up in the Grove, you know. Yeah. And to be able to see how God has blessed us so much today and we're here, still breathing, still, yeah. you know. I think God gives us that opportunity each day to serve. And, yeah. you know, be servant leaders. Be willing to commit some of your time to helping others. Maybe you have told yourself, man, I'm tired of, helping others and no one helping me. Yeah. But, you know, maybe God has decided that he, he really needs you and wants you out there. It could be something as so simple as just telling someone, have a good day. Yeah. It could be going out of your way to helping someone in need. If there's one thing we have learned through this struggle over this last year, year and four months, is that um, we're here on the purpose. We're here on a purpose and we should be in tune with our surroundings yeah. and the other people. And you mentioned like, you know, pre-COVID, how has that taken a toll on you professionally? I mean, has business, like all of last year, you know, pretty much everywhere, everywhere was complete, you know, shut down. Yeah. Did we, that we know, affect you? Like, it did. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know, we didn't know where this was going, right? Yeah. Like we didn't know where COVID happened. I mean, man, I was, I remember back like in March and, uh, April, of last year, of last year, okay, 2020, you know? hearing about all these people dying. And I think and, you just started, right? Because you were... No, I mean, no, I've... I've, I've no, it's been, when did you start this? Because I thought well, you were... 
No, I mean I've been I've been in the finance banking side since '99. Yeah, but but, but in strictly mortgage now, now yeah. it's been since uh, 2016. So 2016. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah, and. Uh, one of the things that I personally think that uh, has changed is we have had to become more creative. I mean, think about it. When did you ever do Zoom meetings all the time? It wasn't a big thing. Now yeah. we do a, quite a bit of that just because it's more uh, flexible and uh, it's available. And I think COVID has taught us to reinvent ourselves and uh, find other ways to reach people. And that's kind of what we're doing tonight. You know, you're yeah. listening on and you're thinking about what you're going to do next. And uh, so one thing, you know, a lot of us have worked from home. I remember you working from home. You you were ready to get back to the office, right? Yeah, for about two, two and a half months yeah. we were working. I mean, it kind of drove me crazy because you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. I yeah. like to be out, um, but, but working from home. It kinda it's an adjustment. It's it, an it adjustment. Was. You got it. You got to get used to it. Um, and you are like a huge social butterfly. Yeah. And so you work it, from it home was, too. Yeah. It's been an adjustment. I think, I think I may have been a little bit more active than some other folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was hard at first. It was hard because you know families are not used to being together more. Um, you have to create a space yeah. in your home that you can work. Um, but you know, at the same time, I praise God because uh, He allowed me to to really connect uh, the flexibility of of helping at home. Yeah. And. Uh, Honestly, I really think that uh, it was it was a blessing at the same time. So, any advice that you would give to someone who's maybe thinking about going into the mortgage lending or bank, like what advice would you give them? Well, first of all, you know, I think you need to be, in my opinion, you definitely need to have personality. Okay, you need to be a people person, um, and you have to have drive. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, you guys got to love numbers and work numbers all day, but the end of the day it's it's about commitment to a client it's about learning yourself how to grow um and if there's anything that that i would tell any client and any person considering uh you know changing jobs changing professions whatever that might be do something that you really enjoy do something that you like do something that inspires you like yeah. i said i wake up every day man and i'm ready to go because i know and i feel that i'm going to make a difference in someone's life so you know, regardless if it's the financial world, the mortgage side, the lending side, or maybe you want to become in a real real estate side, you know, you definitely have a good personality. Be willing to go above and beyond, and service is just so huge. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure that you align yourself with the right values for whatever company you're going to look into. Um, and, and think about what's important to you. You know, what's important to you. When I when I started in this role, I decided that I was going to sit down and think about who I am, what I am, what's my purpose, what's my drive, what's my vision. And um, I feel that we need to stick to those things each day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need, to, we need to modify certain things in the sense of if it's going to help us grow. But uh, be committed. Be committed and be willing to go above and beyond. Because trust me, at the end of the day, even though you think no one's looking, people will be observing um, how you are, how you carry yourself, and uh, the fact that you, you did go above and beyond for others. Okay. So I'm sure you've had to tell people the bad news that they don't qualify, right? Yeah, I mean, it, so like you've been doing this for a while. So are you numb to that, or is it? Do you still feel that pain to tell that person you don't qualify? And I, you know, yeah, you know. Once again, we talked about earlier how every case is different, right? I, I really think that 
there's there's situations that that individual may just not be ready yet but my goal and my purpose is for them to walk away with value and be able to say to themselves you know what i got a plan i just i just didn't hear the word no what i heard was here's my plan here's what i need to do here's what is what's going to help me to get to that next step and so at the end of the day i don't think it's a it's a goodbye i think instead it's a, see you soon and and let's work on this together as a team to make this dream of yours happen and you know your dream is to become a homeowner let me give you an example i had a a client once who i was really curious you know she just had a remarkable positive vibe i guess that's the best thing to say she just had a remarkable outlook mm-hmm. regardless of her trials and her tribulations and what they were going through at that point as a family their goal was to become a homeowner and they Correct. never lost sight of that and they had some ups and downs and it took them a while when they met me they explained to me why and what was happening and how much their desire was and i said man let's do this i'm in it with you it it took us a little bit longer um but you know today they're the proud owners of their own home you know uh we were talking the other day and they told me man you know my house my value of my house has increased so much lately and i'm so happy that we made this desire because if we were buying a house now it would be totally different and so one thing that kept her inspired is she she tells me the story that she went to a, a community years ago and she saw a house that she liked and she took a picture of it and she took a picture of that house and this was probably about years and years before she bought her house, her actual house. and she kept that picture of that random house on her fridge mm-hmm. and she saw that picture every time and she said that was her motivation her motivation was she knew she wanted a house and that was the house and you know what not only did was she able to buy a house later she was able to buy that and even more and you know um you got to have a plan you got to have um the desire and that this is not just with buying a house it could be in any other aspect Anything. of your life yeah if, if you have the will if you have the desire if you have the commitment and and last but not least i think if if you if you believe in god if you believe that how much he, he blesses you I, I think it's possible you just got to put the work in and you just got to be willing to go the extra mile mm, i like that in a positive note Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. And that can be in so many different aspects of your life, not just buying a house. <laughs> it could be anything. So think of ways what you and I can do each day, mm-hmm. baby steps on uh, how can we make a difference. First of all, how can we make a difference in our own family, in our lives? But then how can we make a difference in others? Okay. like that. Difference in others. All right. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. Because you don't know about what I'm going to ask you. Being that May or June is about like mental health and amongst men, right? It has nothing to do with what we just talked about. I just yeah. a little, little curveball I'm throwing you. And I'm just curious to know because, you know, amongst men, we don't really talk about stuff like this. Yeah. You know, so on a scale of one through 10, where are you uh, emotionally, fin- uh, financially, and mentally at? On a scale of one through ten. One's the lowest and ten's the highest. Yeah. You know, I think we go through seasons, right? True. We go through seasons, life. If you asked me that question when I was 20, it would be a completely different number. Mm-hmm. If you asked me that question when I became a new dad, a new father, it was a different number. So I think... I'm afraid like now, not 20, 30. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, but, but, but I, I, have, I have a purpose in why I'm saying this. Okay. So I know you're asking for it right now, but what I was waiting to clarify is we go through seasons. And mm-hmm. it goes up and it can go down. 
but you know to me each one of those can have a different number mm-hmm. um you know i think for me it might be a range and it might be where i'm at um and you know i i would say in the you know maybe seven eight seven eight you know but uh guys you know guys and girls those of you who are listening be aware of where you're at be aware of the need and it's okay it's okay to talk about it it's yeah. okay to re- seek help mm-hmm. you know um i remember in a couple of my classes when i was in school how we would get into groups and it took a while right it took a god it took a while for for us to to really open up mm-hmm. and i think even for men it's it's a hard thing yeah because we don't want to be seen as weak we don't want to be seen as uh Vulnerable. someone that's not in control someone that's not vulnerable yeah but um you know your, your your life will change your numbers will change i think the most important thing is knowing that you got to press on and if you're having a, a tough day if you're having a, a tough time it's okay to it's okay to break down it's okay to but you need to pick yourself up yeah you know and i asked this because i've been asking my my guests that mm. that question because me and you I'm going to be honest with you with, with anything. And we always joke around. Mm. And very seldom do we even have these type of conversations. You know? And I say that. And so as a friend, I don't ask you, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So as a friend, like, I apologize for that. And that's been a tough year for everybody. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I apologize for not reaching out to you, you know, just to check in on you. Hey, man, like, how's your mental how's health? How's you doing? How's yeah. your mental health? How's your spiritual life? You know? Are you good? You know, because I know you check on me sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you definitely like reach out to me more than I reach out to you. You know, on the public, on the record, I apologize for that. Mm. You know, I think we get caught up. You know, we get caught up in life, and uh, we make excuses um, for where we're at and why we why we're there. But like you say, what's important is recognizing it, and that's a tough thing because you can find and and you know, let's just say I just said I'm a seven, I'm an eight, mm-hmm. but maybe a month from today I was a six. And so we go through stages and we go through changes. Of course. I think, though, the, the most important thing is recognizing that we are humans. We live in a world that uh, expects more from us than sometimes we want or we can get. But you're right. We need to be aware. We need to check up on our friends, on our family. I mean, some of the craziness that is happening, it's, it, it should have not happened. Yeah. But you're right. Check on, uh, check on people. Make sure they're good. You just never know. Sometimes the strongest people can be some of the most vulnerable people because mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know the struggles or we don't know the challenges that they're having in their lives. I mean, you might know, you know, someone in your life who is out of a job and even though they're telling you they're doing okay, they're not. So how can you find a way to meet a need? Yeah. You know, let me give you an example. I mean, I'm so thankful for our church, how much over covid we were able to mobilize and step up and, yeah. you know, uh, and, and make opportunities happen to, to, to be something from volunteering to delivering food. And so that was a blessing for me, even though I was busy, but being able to take time out of my day to, to help others. And I, I'm thankful for that. Okay. So, you know, going back to home mental health, how do you deal with it? You know, like whenever uh, you feel down, I don't, I don't or... think necessarily how do you deal with it? I think how, how do you process it? Oh, either and, or. And, and how do you, how do you cope with it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, realize that we can't control everything. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling just not good, figure out and think of things. First of all, I would say is you need to find a space 
that you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And if, if need be, you, you need to make sure that you seek help. But mostly, I really think, I mean, it's, it's you know, call me spiritual or what, but, you know, I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. I pray and I ask God, you know, to take those burdens away or if there's thoughts you're having that you're just like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I can't go on. You know, I think um, with his help, we can go forward, but recognizing as well that, that we do need to seek help certain times. Mm-hmm. But man, just trying to look at the positive things. Cause I mean, I know the other day I was driving, man, and someone honked at me and <laughs> I, I almost lost it. Right. I almost <laughs> lost it. You know, I was going through, the, we were going through the McDonald's the other day and uh, I mean, there was a car in front of me taking time, taking longer than, than normal. Yeah. And the lady behind me just honked at me and like, said some very not appropriate things in front of my kid <laughs> and i lost it i was almost gonna like get out my i wanted to get out my car and tell a piece of my mind and i was like whoa like calm down you know, <laughs> you know? but things happen and yeah. we, we we just got to learn to to cope in different strategies but if you're feeling down if you're feeling in need you need to find someone to talk to yeah and sometimes it has to be professionally not just you know i'm just gonna go Sometimes talking to a friend will help. It'll help you get through what you're dealing with. But sometimes we need help professionally too. On the scale of one through 10, where am I at? You? Yeah. You're thinking about it too much. You should just like say a number. Like, Man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the reason I say I don't know, I mean, I know you more. I know you better than many other people. Oh my God. And I'm going to walk I, away. No, nah, I, I just think, bro, that we go through seasons. So, you know, you're good at hiding things. You're good at not making people know. I know, I, I can see through you. But a lot of people that just met you, yeah. they, they, they they may not know what you're struggling with. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we can talk about so many other aspects. Yeah. I won't. But, no, that's cool. Uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to categorize you with a number. And like I say, I, th- I would say more of a range. And I think, you know, sometimes we can be as, as low as, as it can be and we can be high. And, uh, you know, the only thing I would say for you as a friend is know that it's okay sometimes to not be cheerful and happy. Yeah. Because you're normally, when people meet you, they see the Ovi that is happy, outgoing, you know, crazy, but they don't know deep down inside what you're dealing with. Yeah. Unless, I mean... If, since you opened up that door keep it real man keep it real right it's only been 54 like, minutes like, like, oh man 54 minutes <laughs> i don't know if you want me to go there but i go i worried it. about you for a while really i did when? i worried i worried about you um you know i know what it is to lose a parent mm-hmm. but i don't know what it is to deal with not having your not having that that relationship or that bond with your 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 parent like each day right Okay. And one of the things that uh, that I worried about you at times is when your parents separated. Yeah. And I felt that deep down inside that affected you. It did. You know, um, and I, I I think there was a time that you you almost wanted to be left alone. Really? Hmm. Yeah. It did take a toll on me. I mean, I think I view marriage different now. Uh, I mean. Like someday I would like to get married. Yeah, you, you know, God permitted, I would like. Why to are you someday. scared? You know what? I've learned, or I've seen, I've seen like both both aspects of marriage. So death do you part? Mm-hmm. Death do you part? Yeah. But at the same time, 
that cycle gets old and it's like listen do i want to continue living this cycle with through this this, yeah for the rest of my life or do i rather just stop this cycle and move on and enjoy my rest of my life well the thing you got to realize though is it's a state of mind too true yeah it is correct but i also feel there's that commitment side now yeah there will be people that would get together and figure out it doesn't work out they got different and maybe some of those things they should have seen from before but to them it was more like if this doesn't work out see ya. yeah you know but it's commitment man it's commitment um and it's also your 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 love for each other and know that we're not perfect true and one of the biggest mistakes we make is we may put that other person on a pedestal yeah or we may look at this person, oh my gosh, you know, I never knew this about them. Yeah. You know? But where the part of me where I was really surprised is we always think of separation. Once again, like, you know, I, I lost my dad uh, last year mm-hmm. and I lost my mom at a young age. So as someone told me the other day, you're an orphan, right? And so <laughs> oh, I was shit. like, hey. are you serious? Yeah. But 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 what? think 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 about this, right? Think about this. You, we think a lot of times that people it only affects children when parents separate. Correct. I think I think it affects all sides of families and all age groups. When, when I mean, I if it affected me, but at the same time, it didn't. If that makes any sense, I mean, yeah. because I always thought my parents were gonna grow old together. Yeah. You know, my picture is when I have kids, I want <laughs> yeah. I want my, you know, I want my parents to visit my kids together. Yeah. Now, if I have kids, I got to make appointments, you know, yeah. mom on one day, dad on another day. So, yeah. so honestly, that, that alone hurts me. Let me Just, ask you this though. What going through this, has it, has it made you more aware on a positive side? We can always focus on the negative correct. things, right? Yeah. But has it influenced you or given you the a positive note or a positive side of knowing like, hey, you know what? Um, I've learned that, you know, these are some things that I want to either do or not do in the future. Yeah. I don't want to go through that because mm-hmm. I saw the effects that it had on my mom and on my dad. And on you. You know? Uh, yeah, of course me, but I don't want to go through that. It's, it's hell of expensive. All right. So that alone is like i don't want to go through it but But, at the same time hold on at the same time it made me think like man okay so if i really am going to end up with somebody you know it's going to be out of love not lust or not not just to like like settle but then at the same time love is important correct not not necessarily just settling yeah but the other part of that and you and i've talked about this before is we're also never going to find the perfect person true and so you lay out your cards and so you know we've heard this from people before like man i want a girl like this what we say <laughs> what girl with... okay so we we you know growing up we always had, say, our notions. We had our notions of what, what we say we want we wanted we wanted a girl that had the spirit of ellen g white with the body of jay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but one thing I would say I mean, is, she's out there. I don't know where, but yeah, I'm sure she's out there. But then ask yourself, too, these are my expectations. These yeah. are the things that I want. But what am I bringing to the table? Yeah. You're telling, you're saying, hey, I want a girl that's spiritual. I want a girl that goes to, from, I want a girl from church. I want a girl that is, you know, kindly mannered. Yeah. I want a girl who was this and that. And I'm even talking about the physical side. Yeah. 
but then ask yourself, what am, what am I, I what, am, what am I bringing to the yeah. table? And what are her expectations? And I think that's the biggest, that's, that's a fallback we have that we have many times Yeah, is we, our expectations are too high, um, possibly, or the fact that we just can't get over that we can't find exactly what we want. And yeah. maybe that's why some folks today never take the opportunity to, to get into a relationship. But man, I don't know how we started talking about mortgages and houses. Now we're talking about <laughs> mental health and, uh, and, and then me and then you and, and marriage. But if there's something I want to share with those of you who are listening tonight is just know that tomorrow will be a better day. Always. Tomorrow is an opportunity to start over. If you didn't tell someone earlier today or yesterday, hey, I love you, say it tonight, say it tomorrow. If there's someone that you haven't talked to in a while, man, pick up the phone and call them like you said earlier. If there's someone, you know, that, man, you know, you just, you've been thinking of, pay them a visit. Pick you know, up the phone. Pick up the phone, pay him a visit. You know, let me give an example of someone that I've been, uh, you know, wanting to reach out to because the last conversation visit we had, it didn't go well. And it's been years. And I was thinking about this person the other day. I was like, man, I need to call that person. So yeah. why my hesitation? So just do it. Um, stay positive, stay committed, trust in God, be willing to go the extra mile and know that. God has a plan for your life and the best thing you and I can do is put our trust in him and be willing to 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 be servant leaders regardless of where you're at if you're struggling if you're in a point in your life where you don't know what to do or what to go just seek advice seek help find a mentor out there find someone that was willing to pour into you and have a little bit of faith I like that but like going back to my issues you know what's one of my biggest problems that I have is that all the BS patient, bro? Was one I am impatient, <laughs> but one of my biggest fears is that I gave you so much crap when you first got married. You're gonna you're gonna pay forward back to me. I can just feel it. Like don't feel that, man. I'll do some. I'll I'll get back at you somehow. <laughs> but no, I can man. just feel it. I, I just know that I, as soon I, as I find that right one. You're gonna be like, well, I got, <laughs> I got a little playbook somewhere around here. I'm tell I you know you do. So that right, I'm gonna pay on you. I'm gonna, so that right there. Nah, 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 but, nah. but you're right. I, you know, one of my biggest flaws, and I'm always saying it is, I'm just a little impatient. You, you got to learn to see beyond. You got to learn to know that no one's perfect. Yeah. And not that you're looking for Miss Perfect, Obi, but. You got to realize that, man, life goes on. You know, I mean, how many times as a married man or a married couple or someone fight over the stupidest things? You mm -hmm. argue about things that are not even irrelevant. Yeah. You know, um, I can go on and on in different stories yeah. of life, but man, keep it simple. Keep it straight. Keep it simple. You know, do, do, be willing to go out of your way. Yeah. You know, Tell someone you love them, man. Tell someone how much you mean to them. Um, and just put yourself in other people's shoes that everyone may not be doing as good as you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, man. Love you too, bro. Even though you're a pain in my side, but I love you. Man, don't even get me started. Hey, man, I You're, you're the I'm one that was daisy. hugging a tree, man, at tw 10 years old. <laughs> what, my mama? <laughs> those are the good old days man you know what I, I would i would sometimes wish we can go back to those more simpler days where life there wasn't no ipad there wasn't no social media 
It was emails, no AOL, email. age, sex, location, and I am. Man, the only thing you could have a little bit later be like, Yo, you got to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> or team by the top five back in the day. Yeah. Your top five content team. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I, I know you. this is, uh, it was a little bit of everything. You know, yeah. it was definitely a whirlwind. You know, we talked about a little bit what you do, a little bit of mental health. Somehow we ended up on me. But, you know, it was a little bit of everything. Keep it real, man. Keep it real. Because we're about to end. What is one general advice that, that you would give or something that has impacted you in your everyday life give out to the world listening right now? Trust in God and pay it forward. Well, thank you all for listening tonight. If you made it this long, thank you. Thank you so much. John, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Uh, I think I learned a little bit more now in this hour and seven minutes that I've known you most of my life. So uh, thank you, man. Yep. Love you, bro.